Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to the Off Menu Podcast, taking the spoon of the internet, scooping out the inside of the passion fruit of humour and adding it to the fruit salad. Oh, that's a lovely looking fruit salad now. Getting a bit tropical. Pretty tasty. That's a gamble. My name is James Acaster. We own a dream restaurant and every week we invite a guest in and ask them their favourite ever start a main course, dessert, side dish and drink. Not in that order. And this week our guest is... Dr. Dr. Maggie Adderin-Pocock. Dr. Maggie Adderin-Pocock, one of... The foremost leading space scientists in the UK, James. Nay the world, nay the universe. Yes, very exciting to finally have a legitimate scientist on the podcast. <laughs> We've had Brian Cox before, of course. We've had but a fake one. Yeah, he uh, he gave us very short shrift on our idiotic musings. Well, no, we're not idiotic. You know, that, that's, uh, there's no wrong questions in science. Mu- yes, that's true. There's no wrong questions. That's the old phrase. Only uh, wrong answers. Yeah. And we got some wrong answers on that one. So hopefully yeah. we'll get the right answers this time. Yes, fingers Dr. crossed. Dr. Maggie has been involved in so many amazing uh, scientific projects. And also, like, you know, as po- on TV more and more these yes, days as well. Yes, absolutely. I, lo- I lo- love it whenever she pops up and stuff. Does panel shows and things. And yeah, yeah. And she's QI. brilliant fun. And QI, I think she's done What I Lie to You as well. Yeah. She's getting, she's getting but more than us for these things, James. And right, rightly so. Rightly so. She's a lot of fun and she knows a lot. Uh, and she's got a new book coming out, James, The Art of Stargazing, My Essential Guide to Navigating the Night Sky. The Sky at Night. The Art of Stargazing. My Essential Guide to Navigating the Night Sky. Yes. Uh, very, very excited uh, to read that. That is coming out on November 2nd. On Ebury Press. But of course, if uh, Maggie says a secret ingredient on which we have pre-agreed, we're going to put her in the airlock and blast her out to space. (sighs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Maggie. And this week, the secret ingredient is Milky Way Magic Stars. Milky Way Magic Stars. Of course, Brian Cox, uh, we picked Space Raiders. Yeah, so yeah, we're keeping the space theme. Keeping the space theme. Obviously, we like Milky Way Magic Stars. We're not idiots. They're fine. What? They're fine. I'd rather have just a regular Milky Way. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 
yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the ratio is off with the magic stars. Yeah. I like the, the fluffy center of the Milky Way, and I'd like yeah. more of that. Really. Yeah, and also magic stars are one of those things that if I eat them, I feel like a little baby. Yeah, actually, I hate them. Yeah. And I'm glad we've chosen it as a secret yeah. ingredient. Yeah, I feel like a little baby, I do. Yeah, I feel like a little baby, and Ed doesn't like feeling like a baby. I don't like it when my friend Ed feels like a baby. Yeah. And and I prefer the, the main bars as well. Yes, absolutely. But we're very excited to talk to Maggie. Also, you've got to get her book, sure, but maybe add a little food book to your collection. Oh, that's uh, fun. My food book, October 26th. Uh, Ed Gamble, Glutton, The Multicourse Life of a Very Greedy Boy. I'm going to read it, but it's also available on audiobook, isn't it's it? It's also available on audiobook. James is going to read it. I mean, he's probably had a proof copy by now. Yeah, yeah. Did you enjoy it? I loved it. Thank you. Uh, but enough chat about my projects, James, uh, unless you want to mention one of yours. Uh, my name is James Acaster, and uh, please buy Partygate of Purgatory by Temps, the, the album of the year. This is the off-menu menu of Dr. Maggie, Dr. Maggie Adderin Pocock. Welcome, Dr. Maggie, to the Dream Restaurant. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here. I love when you... Welcome, Dr. Ma- Maggie Adamin Pogok to the Dream Restaurant. We've been expecting you for some time. Have you? <laughs> Why do you stand on genies as a, do- as, as a, as a woman of science? Ah. Um, Why do I'm... you stand on genies like me? <laughs> I do like a genie. I, yes. I must admit. I mean, mm-hmm. three wishes, all that. I mean, you can't, you can't knock it, really. Well, that's good. I was expecting a genie skeptic in the room. Oh, I was see. expecting you to be a genie skeptic. Well, I, I just watched a film. I think a uh, thousand uh, years of longing. Actually, it's more than that. Yeah. Three thousand years of longing, and that was a genie, and that was pretty cool. You see. Yeah. <laughs> Which one is that? Is that what? What happens in that film? Um, Idris Elba. Oh, he's a massive genie in a hotel it, room. He is. Yes, it. And yes, and that's it. And his toes are poking through the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've not heard of this film. I feel like you two have got together and decided to make <laughs> up a film. I've heard about the film. <laughs> to gaslight me into. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 Idris Elba was a massive honest. genie in a hotel room. With his toes toe. poking through the bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, nice one, guys. <laughs> who's who, who, who's the person who gets the genie? Tilda Swinton. Yes, Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Oh, great. Benita's getting involved now. You've all you've all planned this. <laughs> Tilda Swinton's in the hotel room, yes. right? And then the big genie comes in. Just Why does it. the big genie come in? She rubs the lamp. Well, it's a, a glassware, actually, and she breaks it by accident. She so, breaks the glassware. That, that happens sometimes. Yes. So the, this genie comes out of glassware when it's broken rather than rubbed. Yes. Yeah, but I, I, that, that happens with me as well sometimes. That's right. why in the dream restaurant, if someone smashes a glass, yeah, I come out of the glass. Yeah, what, and you, tell them off. Yeah, yeah. I go, wee, I'll do that thing. <laughs> you used to work in a Greek restaurant, didn't you? It was just yeah. it was too much in the end. I was very busy. Stripped <laughs> off my little feet. Are, are you a foodie, Doctor Maggie? Yes, but a foodie with ca- a caveat. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I like that. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh, uh, we love a caveat. Yeah. Um. Um. Uh, I have a 13-year-old daughter, yeah. and when she was born, I developed a horrendous dairy allergy. Okay. And it turns out that dairy is in almost everything, especially everything tasty. Mm. I think butter, cream, virtually all French cooking is, is gone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's very severe. I have to carry an EpiPen. Oh. And uh, if I ingest it before my throat used to just swell up, which was you know the classic, uh, wow. but now um, it's sort of explosive in both ends. So uh-huh. yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty. Yeah, so I, I do love food, but it's sort of a I have yeah. to, and that's why I, I'm assuming in this restaurant that won't be a problem. Yeah, yeah, it's up to you. It's your dream meal, so we can take oh, that away. Gosh, wow! Is, is, your, away is your daughter allergic to dairy as well? No, 
but it was her birth that caused you to be allergic to dairy. Yeah. Is that ever a source of resentment for you? <laughs> yes. I, I, I think everyone wants to know. Well, yes, well. Um, yeah, it's well. No. think about it. But what about if you see your daughter and she's eating like a massive sundae yeah. and loving it? Yeah. And you're like, oh, you're that nice. Is it? Yeah, 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 you enjoy that, are you? Yeah. Um, actually, it was funny because um, she used, she was very sweet because it cut in when she was soon after she was born. Yeah. She said, yeah, my mummy can't eat drink cream she can't eat yeah so she used to really look after me that way uh-huh. uh, she's 13 now so slightly less so yeah, <laughs> but, but um, yeah. I, I, I do it vicariously yeah so um, i was like yeah what are you eating Laurie? cool is that is that is that, is that butter on there <laughs> oh that looks nice <laughs> which sounds slightly dodgy <laughs> well no no hey i think she deserves it it just seems, it seems unfair doesn't it that, i didn't know, you know that that happened yeah and the idea is um that uh, when you're carrying the fetus uh-huh. uh your your immune system is suppressed so you don't attack the fetus mm-hmm. uh but then when it comes out, your immune system is meant to go to a normal. And it's just a very small percentage of people, but they just develop random allergies. Mm. So I had a few allergies before, but it was things like Brazil nuts, which are really easy to avoid. Mm. But then suddenly, and it took me a long time to work it out because my asthma was playing up and my eczema was playing up and I couldn't work out what it was. It turned mm. out to be all dairy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mean, that's, a, that, that's I mean, I'm really glad that I will never give birth to a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Many of us are too, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're very happy. <laughs> yeah. Although genies can, feels like genies could give birth. Mm, does, does big Idris Elba give birth in that film? Uh, I've not seen it. Spoiler alert for oh, anyone spo- Well, uh, I'll say no. Yeah. No, he doesn't. I reckon he could. <laughs> but you could wish it, if I had three wishes, that would be one, one of, of my your... wishes could be, genie, I want you to give birth. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get the pregnancy, just give yeah, birth. Yeah, give yeah, birth. Straight in there. Genie, I wouldn't have a dairy allergy. That would be a harsh oh, thing no. to do to a genie. Actually, no, no, I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. Yeah. <laughs> you would find a, a genie in a lamp and you would have three wishes and it would be give birth and have a dairy allergy. It would be two of them. No, I think it'd be one or the other. Because I, I, see, you, you I think I could cover off what I want from a genie in two wishes. Oh. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, like, no. you don't need three wishes. <laughs> what are you talking about? Actually, I want to see, what, what, what would your wishes be there? Unlimited money. Obviously. Oh, obviously. Yeah. Okay, obviously. And well, I don't know, actually. Then I'd just do give birth and have a dairy allergy. <laughs> yeah. Without, so you reckon with unlimited money, you could do anything you wanted? Yeah. <laughs> don't you think? No. What would you say? Money, as, a, as, a, okay. as a woman of science. Money talks. What would you say? <laughs> what would you say? Well, the thing is, because my dream is to get out there into space. Mm. And, 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 and so and money, money, unlimited money, money, money yes. Yeah. I know. Um, uh, I, and if you look at the battle of the billionaires at the moment mm. with you know, um, Musk and um, sort of Branson and people like that. Uh, but I think is no, I, I want to go to the stars. I don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, sort of, you know, um, low earth orbit and things like that. I want to, yeah, out there. So that, that, would, be one of, that would be one of your wishes. To, yes. That Star Trek was real and you were the captain of the Enterprise. <laughs> I'll be your, your horror. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. How close do you get to a star before it gets a bit dodgy? Oh, actually... <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, there is a probe called Parker, which is approaching the sun and, and doing orbits of the sun at the moment. And uh, it gets pretty close. Um, but things, I, I want to go to the sort of next door star system. Yeah. So there's our sort of, our sun and the planets. I want to go to the next door star system, uh, 4.28 light years away, 40 trillion kilometres away. Mm-hmm. And actually sort of go and visit the planets that are going around the star. Because, yeah, the star itself is a bit... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you want to see the other planets? Yes. And see meet if the there's aliens. life there? Yeah, yeah, meet the aliens. Meet the aliens. <laughs> oh, I'd wish to never be ill. 
Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yes, unlimited money and we, we uh, yeah. Going to have a planet, yeah, mate. health, wealth, and happiness. Yes, that's the one. Never be ill. <laughs> I, d- I don't want to be live forever. Yeah. So I'd like to be be able to set my own death date, but be completely fine up until then, and then die. <laughs> Bam! Yeah. Uh, but what if you could live forever, but with other people, you know, the, the people you're close to? Mm, I just think oh, I just get knackered. <laughs> it's bored. Yeah, just get so bored. Because technology is developing so quickly, mm. I think if I lived long enough, I could make it into space. Yeah. Uh, so you see, you're hanging true. around a bit might yeah, be quite yeah. nice. But yeah, as yeah. I, I wouldn't want to do it on my own. I'd like yeah. to sort of yeah, bring a gang. Yeah, it's annoying now because I don't have a spare spare wish <laughs> oh, to give you a dairy allergy. <laughs> well, now you've gone for health and, oh, and wealth. Thank God for yeah. small mercies. I mean, <laughs> But, what, but older you get, isn't it more dangerous going into space if you're like well old and then well, they fire you up there? Well, it's quite interesting. You break. <laughs> Things could go a bit wrong. Yeah. Well, um, um, mentioned Star Trek. Uh, so William Shatner, yeah. he went into space when he was 90. Yes. Wow. So I've got a few years. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, uh, and I think, but, but I think you go sort of gently, and it mm. was sort of you know, low Earth orbit. So, you know, but uh, but he was you know, he was weightless, and you could, there's a video mm. of him going, "Oh my, whoa!" <laughs> yeah, he's loving it. <laughs> How long do you think it would take you to get to your Ooh. the where you want to go though? Yeah, yeah. That's that, that's a while away, right? It is. Um, so using current technology, and that's travelling at 16 kilometres a second. Whoa. Yeah, I know, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I could do with some of that as well. <laughs> but um, 16 kilometres a second um, from our star to the next door neighbour star is 76,000 years. Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I like to have a crazy dream. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but there's new technology we were trying to develop, and that you, you could shorten that down, because um, there's something called Breakthrough Starshot, yeah. And it's a, a, what they call a solar sail. So a sheet of metallized plastic with a probe in the centre. And in the past, we've used sunlight to sort of accelerate them. But now you could have a bank of lasers, you know, turn mm. off the power to London, fire these lasers, <laughs> laser beams shoot up, and it would accelerate this um, probe to a fifth of the speed of light. Whoa. And if you can do that, that's warp factor a quarter. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I'm a real trekking. <laughs> but yeah, warp factor a quarter. And if you do that, um, you can get from our star system to the next door star system in 20 years. But the probe can weigh no more than one gram. So, (laughs) (laughs) again, a limitation. And then how do you you get back? You don't. You don't. You accelerate to a fifth speed light and you just continue. At the fifth speed, (laughs) Well, then, here's the question then. If they get it sorted so that, like, they can do that with people. Yes. Would you do it, Dr. Maggie? 20 years to get there and you can't come back. Yeah, That's one hell of a like, thing to if you, imagine looking at that on your if you called an Uber and you look at that and it says twenty years. <laughs> yeah, twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, also because you're going at a fifth of the speed of light, so you blink and you miss it. <laughs> yeah. So you don't even know it's twenty years. So you've lost twenty years of your life. <laughs> you can have some of my wishes, Maggie, <laughs> because it sounds like you need a load of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, what I would do is rather than doing that, although I want to get to the stars, I'd retire to Mars, a one-way ticket to Mars. Right. Because um, if you look at the planets of the solar system, I think Mars would be the place to go. Because, you know, Mercury, very close to the sun, ugh, yeah, too too hot. Yeah. Venus, actually, is even hotter than Mercury mm. on average because it's got, got uh, the greenhouse effect. It's got um, things in the atmosphere that heat it up. Earth, we know, quite nice. <laughs> so, yeah. But Mars, it's a rocky planet. Uh, it's cold, so it's like Antarctica. Yeah, We know it used to have liquid run- water running over the surface. It could, there could be signs that there was life there. So I'll be retired. If people retire to their gardens, yeah. you know, mm. I'll just retire to the surface of Mars, you know, pottering around, oh, what's that? <laughs> I don't know, man. I think you you, you want to meet aliens, and you already know there's no aliens walking around Mars. Mars. <laughs> I reckon if they offer you the what the the, the flyby, yeah, I reckon you're doing that. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. 
Before we get into your menu, we should also mention uh, The Art of Stargazing. It's very exciting. What can you tell the listeners about it? Well, um, I, as an astronomer, uh, I, I do some stargazing, sort of you know, goes. Although that was a passion of mine right from the get-go. Space and astronomy. Um, oh, sorry. Me. No worries. <laughs> Is that from the future? Yes. Oh, Captain Kirk. No. <laughs> if you did get a text message from Captain Kirk, what would you hope it would say? Um, it beamed me up. <laughs> beam me. Yeah. Well, he would ask me, asking you to beam him up. Well, 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 I hope he's beaming me up to yeah, some yeah. far-flung yeah. destination. If he texts you saying beam me up, you go, mate, you've got the wrong number. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I can't do you, that. You're I hope you're in danger, Captain also, Kirk. Also, they never, I don't think I ever saw on Star Trek anyone saying, I'm going to beam you up. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to beam you up, Captain. It was always a request, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, promise. Well, beam, me more, beam me up now. Yeah, be, beam me up now. I'm going to beam you up. Yeah. <laughs> so you know I'm going to beam you up. No, I'm not, I'm not ready yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I look forward to uh, Star Trek boffins getting in contact with me to let me know the exact episodes where someone has said, yeah. I'm going to beam you up. I'm sure it has happened. Dr. Mack is probably biting her yeah. tongue right now. <laughs> <laughs> knows exactly what it's been said. Yeah, you're going to flip out a bit. So the art of stargazing, which of course, we're all made of stars, right? Oh yeah, stardust. So do you think stargazing uh, makes you a pervert? <laughs> I never saw it in that way. Yeah. Actually, well, no, I'm feeling quite embarrassed now. Is it too late to change the book? Yes, I know. Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah, we had to tight, yeah, yeah, change the title. Um, so we are all made of stardust because um, the stuff that's in us is made in the heart of stars. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and stargazing, I think, is important because I've been doing it since I was a child. and um, it, But it's something that every culture across the world has done. And so to me, it's the oldest science. Um, and if you do look at um, everybody, they've always looked up and wondered. And uh, that's what we continue doing today. And so it's just sort of a few handy tips about you know, you know where to go. If you live in a flat, for instance, you know, turn off the inside lights, open the windows, look away from streetlights. Um, if you can get somewhere so you're dark and glorious, you know, it's sort of, yeah, it's police places with dark skies uh, status. Yeah, go out there. I used to you know, lie on the ground with a glass of Prosecco. <laughs> the, 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 the wine really helps. Yeah. Where's the best place you've you've uh, found like best location where the stars looked the best? Yes, uh, so um, I've been lucky enough to work on some of the big telescopes. They they build them in great locations. In fact, I'm going to visit one next month. Uh, it's it's called the ELT, mm-hmm. uh, the Extremely Large Telescope. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who named that? What kid named that? <laughs> well, it, it comes um, on the heels of the the very large, the VLT, the very large telescope. So we've got the very large telescope. Now we go for the extremely large telescope. Well, VLT is a vegan BLT. <laughs> You're on a mountain in the yeah. Atacama Desert. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're, because it's the Atacama Desert, driest place on earth. Yeah. The stars there are, and as the sun sets, the sky goes a deep purple, mm. and then the stars appear, and they are, oh, they make, they make my heart sing to see them. Wow. <laughs> are you excited one day to be invited to look through the FMT? <laughs> I'm, I'm worried here. They will say... get to a point where they have to say FMT. Yeah, they got to say the FMT. They got to go. Do you want to come look through the fucking massive telescope? That's going to happen. No, sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I mean, yeah, the yeah. bigger the telescope, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've got the, the VLT, the ELT. We've got the OWL, the overwhelmingly large telescope. But the FM, oh, yeah. Overwhelmingly <laughs> large telescope, the OWL. Wow. Still a sparkling water. Well, um, this has to be still. Because sparkling water makes me burp. 
Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, like <laughs> well, actually, I was thinking because this is um, um, this is the restaurant, the genie restaurant. So uh, burps could be a lot more fun here. Yeah. In which case, yeah, I would go for um, sparkling water because if burps were sort of rainbows and, um, uh, and yeah. tasted of oh yeah anything you could think of, <laughs> then that would be worth it. Yeah. What would you like the burp to taste of? Oh gosh, I've got a thirteen-year-old daughter. And she's got a vodka thing at the moment. I don't know why. What? <laughs> Right. No, she doesn't actually Maggie, drink very it. Worried. She doesn't actually drink it, but she's got huh? an obsession with it. Immediately I turn eighteen, I'm going for the vodka. She so, wants to have vodka. She really wants vodka. Yeah. She's and I, don't, and I don't think vodka's that nice on its own. No, it's not. <laughs> but that's a, that's a, that's such a thirteen-year-old thing to think. I think. I, I know. When I, I was younger than that, actually, I had to write a story at school about hunting for treasure, and um, yeah. I was maybe I know about this six story. or seven, yes. and I. Uh, <laughs> I wrote a whole story where I was digging for treasure and I kept finding what I thought was a treasure, but it was empty gin bottles and empty vodka bottles. And I handed it in and I told my mum about it. She was like, they're going to think I'm an alcoholic. (laughs) They just think you're finding all these empty spirit bottles in the house every day. (laughs) So, mum, got another one. Yeah. Do you know what sparked the interest in in the vodka? No, not really. I I think uh, high percentage proof as well as I can tell. (laughs) She's a scientist. What can I say? She's already (laughs) following your footsteps. Maybe she heard our Dan Aykroyd episode and really wants the the crystal skull. Maybe. Crystal head. Yeah. Get that right, James. You said it enough. (laughs) Holy shit. Can't believe believe I got it wrong. (laughs) Crystal head vodka. Yeah. That that is delicious on its own, by the way. Yeah, it is actually. No additives. Yeah. Is that what we've got here? Yeah, that's what you've got. That's what you've got in that glass. We thought you'd make your daughter jealous. Give you a, give you a tumbler full of yeah. crystal, crystal yeah. head vodka. Leave her to her dairy. You should just sit vodka in front of her and go, look what I can have. Yeah. <laughs> Only when you're 18. <laughs> Unless you rebel against me and do it tomorrow. <laughs> Don't do that. You want to have special burps in the dream. That tastes like vodka. Yeah, vodka. Well, actually, anything. Well, I do yeah. like uh, amaretto. Yeah. Because that's quite sweet. I think and Cointreau, again, quite sweet. Yeah. The boozy burps. <laughs> boozy burps. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm. they do burps that give them weightlessness, essentially. Uh, like zero gravity burps. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now, that would be funny. Yeah. Because yeah. I, if I. <laughs> If I drink enough, I could reach yeah. for the stars. Yeah, you could end up in that. So as a woman of science, how long do you think it would take you to burp yourself in out of space? As a woman of science. Yes. Well, as a woman of science, yeah. I've given this lots of thought. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, um, if, if I want to count myself as an astronaut, I need to go uh, 100 kilometres above sea level. Uh-huh. Because um, there's a sort of an imaginary sort of a sphere around the Earth, and that is then, then you're an astronaut. Yes. And so I'd have to do that. So it has to be at least that. and But that would be fun. So uh, so 100 kilometres up. And let's say, goodness me, how much am I going to move with each burp? 10 yeah. centimetres? Well, well I mean, it depends on the strength of the burps, I guess. Charlie in the yes. Chocolate Factory, yeah, it's about 10 centimetres a burp, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Oh, you want me to do the calculation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how long would it take you to burp yourself to the point where you're officially an astronaut? Astronaut, yeah. And how much would you, fizzy pop would you have to drink to get yes. up there? And also, when I got up there, I'd... You'd want to wear a spacesuit because otherwise you can't breathe. Yeah, then you yeah. can't breathe. Yeah. So that's, you want, want but then you wonder how the burps are helping because they're trapped inside a spacesuit. Yeah, because if you do that. Oh, yeah, it was, so, that's it. And, and yeah. then if you, but can you breathe off burps? It's getting very complicated now. Yeah, yeah but yeah. yeah. But yeah, these are things we should consider. Do you just want, <laughs> do you just want still water? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> now no, no, you've you said that. Yeah. Stick, with, stick with the still. That's fair enough if you just want still. You look disappointed. <laughs> well, I wanted you to have the, uh, the, the, the one that burps yourself into space. <laughs> Fulfilling my dream. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if they said to you, Dr. Maggie, we can send you to this other galaxy, Ooh. but you have to burp yourself there. <laughs> and that's the only way we can do it. Yeah. 
Would you do it? <laughs> and it will take 20 years, but literally 20. Like, oh, not blink of an eye, 20 years. Okay. Yeah, but she's not, yeah, right? but It'll be 20 sustained. years of burping yourself in over to the other planet. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Horrible. Yeah, but this is you'll get there eventually, well. though. You'll be the first one to meet aliens. <laughs> and well, you, can, you can burp yourself back as well. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is helpful. Yeah. yeah, it's not just your own flyby, it's what you yeah. can come back. Would you do it? Oh, no. no. You would say no. So your dream's not worth that? <laughs> see, I'm trying to work out if it would be better if I was farting. But just yeah. <laughs> see. Well, here's, well, the, both, okay, yeah. here's your option. Yeah. You can burp and it'll take 20 years. Yes. Or Ooh. you can <laughs> fart and it'll take 10 years, but it'll stink. Yeah. Ooh. Well, you know, in, in the vacuum of space, who's going to... Oh, well, no one knows. Can, we, can, can you smell farts in space? Well, so... As a woman of science. As a, as a woman of science, <laughs> yeah, can you yeah. smell farts in, in space? In space. Uh, so if a... Sp- <laughs> <laughs> so if <laughs> so um, so space is vacuum. Yeah. So if you fart, um, the gas would be there, and if someone passed through it and could sniff without sort of you know freezing and sort of you know yeah. suffocating, yes, you could. So you could mm. smell it. Yes, but well, your senses sensors in your nose might sort of freeze. Right. But, uh, but, but think it'd be just easier to fart in your spacesuit. So you would smell it in your spacesuit. Seal it up. You would smell it in your suit. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, you smell it in the suit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to know. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad we're considering these. Yes. Yeah, these often not pondered things. Yeah, well, g- get ready for more of that because I've got, I've got loads of questions. Yeah. <laughs> Problems or bread? Problems or bread? Dr. Magadavine <laughs> Pocock? Problems or bread? People with double barrel surnames, it's very hard to shout Poppadons or Bread <laughs> So I have to do it really quickly. Poppadons, Bread, Pocock. Is it Poppadons? It's all pops together. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite nice. Oh, yeah, Poppadon, Pocock. One of the things I really miss is, you know, really crusty. Sorry, I'm going to go in sort of your Marks and Spencer's speak here. Yeah. Really crusty bread. <laughs> you know, slathered with your know, pure salted butter. Of course. Because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't do the butter yeah. at can't the moment. Do it anymore. And the margarine ain't quite the same. Mm. And so that was one of the things on my menu. So it would definitely be bread and it would be definitely really good quality butter good and, and lots of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, are, you, are you buttering, you like Ed, and you're buttering every little morsel Ooh. of bread? Yes, so, so you get yeah. more butter per. Yes, <laughs> tear per off crumb. chunks and butter the chunks rather yes. than doing the whole thing. Have a nice, have a mouthful, butter it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I see healthy. people at a restaurant take a whole slice and butter it like they're at home, I just think, <laughs> where's your fucking ambition gone? <laughs> You've got that pat of butter in front of you. You're yeah. not going to get through off. Of yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I, I'm there to get through it. Yeah. So, is this going to set the tone for a lot of the menu? You're, you're we're getting rid of the dairy. Uh, actually. No, some oh. some things are sort of a reminiscent. Some things I could probably actually cook at home. So mm. actually, I was surprised. I thought I might just go for it. Ah, yeah, yeah. But see, although I've got a dairy allergy, there it's not too bad for me because I never really liked you know, solid cheeses. Yeah. You know, when people mm. bring a cheese board round, I'd never disgusting eat that. Oh, no. Yeah, I, did, I didn't like yeah. that anyway. Disgusting. <laughs> see, well, that's pretty unanimous actually. Not yeah, unanimous yeah, at it all. Is unanimous. That's Ed the opposite, opposite of unanimous. Ed agrees. I think cheese boards are the best invention of all time. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh. And I count as two votes, so it's a draw. <laughs> How do you count as two votes? I do. Since when? I'm the cheese guy. Is that been, How long has that been happening for? All the decisions we've made, that Ed's got two votes. Quite yeah. a while, but he yeah. says always. <laughs> yeah. No wonder I never get my own way on this Yeah, you just didn't notice. And Benito notice. gets no votes. Oh, yeah, that's oh, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> so, actually, you get Benito's votes. Yeah, I get Benito's votes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Mm. Yeah. Every time it's every time I think we've all voted, it's actually you voting twice. That's yes. why I always lose. Yes. That's a, that's a big shame. As a woman of science, do you think that's fair? <laughs> As a woman of science, no, I do not. No. I, I believe in equality for fair all. Enough. I'll hand back one of my votes. <laughs> Let's get into your menu proper, your dream starter. Yes. 
So dream starter is actually going back to my childhood. And it's something that um, isn't affected by the dairy allergy at all. Mm -hmm. And it's Nigerian because mm -hmm. my parents come from Nigeria, even though I was born here. And it's something called um, jollof rice Yes. Uh, with dodo. Oh, you're, you're familiar. Jollof rice. Oh, oh. We've got a running chat about jollof rice oh my. on this podcast. We've had many guests. We've had many guests from Nigerian oh, backgrounds, yes. many guests with Ghanaian backgrounds. Yes, yes. We've had a guest with uh, Sierra Leonean background oh, as well. Yeah, definitely so, West African. Yeah, so a lot of West African guests and there's always the, the jollof wars. The jollof oh. wars on this podcast. Yeah. I did, oh, okay. So yeah, I take a step back. Yeah. <laughs> Who has the best jollof? And oh. it's a uh, you know, so lot of opinions really. flying around. Weirdly... So far, no one has chosen um, a country that they do not themselves <laughs> come from or have heritage from. Well, no one has gone, yeah, to be fair, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Someone else. Actually, yeah, actually, next door, Ghana, they're Jollof Rice. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm um, three quarters Nigerian and one quarter Sierra Leone. Oh. So, so, uh, so, so I both both uh, do pretty well. Um, yeah. Nigeria is slightly better, of course. Well, 75% better. But yeah. <laughs> Would you have that mix in the bowl? 75% Jollof from Nigeria. You could have like a little lunch, a little lunch tray with segments. Yeah. <laughs> well, three Nigerian I... segments. As a man of maths, well, <laughs> may, I, may I congratulate you, Ed? I like the Europe. <laughs> yeah, very good. But I think um, perhaps this is the thing. What you need is a, a jollof rice taste-off, where you actually yeah. have you know, like a bonito box you know, with the little sections oh, and yeah. sort of, yeah, a sort of, you know, sort of Nigerian, you know. Oh, oh but yeah, but um, un, un, unspecified, so people don't know. Blind tasting. Blind tasting. Blind jollof. Yeah. <laughs> A jollof off. Yeah. Jollof off. I like it. Taste jollof. <laughs> Brilliant. Very exciting. Okay, well, we will do that. Yes. I mean, but for you, Nigerian is... Uh... Well, thanks. I haven't tasted the others. So yeah. Yeah. Sure. As a woman of science, I can't yeah. really As a woman judge. of science, you, yeah, you, you know that you have to so what was the thing? all of them. What was the thing yeah. you wanted with the jollof yeah. rice? Dodo. Dodo. Oh, that's what we called it when I was little. And it, but it's just fried plantain. Nice. Mm. But yeah, this is, um, to me, this as a child, this was the nectar of the gods. Yeah. You know, ambrosia. Yeah, just shipped down from on high. Yeah. And um, yes, and, and but the thing is, Choosing your plantain is very is, is an art form. Yes, uh, because you don't want to go for green because they're really fibrous. And, mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. uh, and but you want it to go uh, because um it, the, you know, so plantains are like bananas, uh, but it's like a, a, a slightly overly ripe banana because if it is too sort of fresh, then yeah, it's too fibrous. But if it's sometimes they do go mouldy, so yeah. then you know you've gone too far. But there's mm. a sweet spot, you know, probably for about a day or two, where you slice into it and it's sort of yeah, sticky and sort of a, uh, when you fry it it sort of caramelizes mm, mm. and so you get a sort of a crisp outer coating and then sort of you know, chomp into the sort of yeah. delicious center so that uh, sounds very good i love plantain yeah. also oh, yes so how do you do you fry it or do you I, I don't think i've done it at home that much i think but whenever i'm out and i see it available i will absolutely get plantain because it feels especially if you're having it in the main meal it feels like a little cheat where you get an it's almost an extra dessert that fits in perfectly <laughs> with it. Yeah. it's not made yeah. of stone because yeah. <laughs> it is quite sweet but yeah, yeah. It's really, yeah delicious also you mentioned there um coming from on high from the gods and the ambrosia of the gods now i didn't expect that from a woman of science <laughs> um we, we we had uh, Brian Cox on, yes. who I refer, I, I refuse to give him some sort of whatever he is, professor. Or, He's I'm professor. Not, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not saying that shit because that <laughs> you guy, never called him a man of science. I never never called him a man of science. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't respect him as much because oh. uh, he would refuse to say Ambrosia with the gods. Yeah, he would not say that. Why? He would hate the gods. Oh, we see gods full stop. Yeah. Uh, any size, shape, or form. Also, he didn't. He didn't enjoy us asking him if um, dark matter was evil. <laughs> 
He wouldn't be drawn on that. Yeah. Can you believe that? We're inquisitive. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, uh, so as a watcher of the Marvel Universe, Dark Matter, it sounds, it sounds a bit There we go. Thank this you. is what I'm talking about. <laughs> Thank you very much. I think, again, it's like the, the ELT and the VLT. I think they should have fought back the name a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah, Dark yeah. But, but Dark Matter is just sort of a name they gave it because we just don't know what it is. Yeah. It's just, just dark. We can't see it. It's dark. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But well, we can't see it because it's hiding because it's evil. <laughs> no, it's lurking out there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Up to mischief. So that's fair enough. If, if Brian Cox is listening, I'm sure he will. Will, be. will you say to him, be fair, Brian, it could be evil? Oh, actually, as 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 a, a woman of science, yeah. I think I can say, uh, Brian. Yes, it could be evil. We don't know. Yeah, we yeah. have no idea what it is. Yeah. So. Thank so, you very much. In your face, Cox. <laughs> In your face. We knew it. Yeah. We called it before, and he spoke down to us. Yeah. I can see papers coming out. Yeah. The evilness of dark matter. <laughs> yeah. What should we do? Everyone's going to be reporting on how dark matter is evil. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of reports now about aliens and stuff, isn't there? Yes. Are you excited about this? Ooh. Well, actually, yes. And, and in fact, I'm working on a program at the moment looking at sort of the alien files. Really? And sort of looking at people's experiences of, you know, sort of aliens and sort of, yeah, what they see and, 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 Trying to you know, put a scientific bent on it and say, um, you know, what else could it be? You know, what they've seen? You know, was it really aliens, or yeah, or what else could it have been? Yeah, could but, it be? Could it be, for example, that they're absolutely crazy? <laughs> Batshit crazy. <laughs> yes. yeah. Yeah. Could it be that they're crazy? <laughs> First question you ask. Quick question before we get into the alien stuff. Are you crazy? <laughs> then wait for the answer. Yeah. <laughs> Thing is, if you say you are crazy, and mm. you know it, does well. I mean. Because you're aware, so yeah, those does that guys mean you're the, not crazy? No, they're the craziest guys of all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm crazy. Yeah, yeah. They're so crazy, even they can't deny it. <laughs> I say I'm a self-certified lunatic. Yeah? Yeah. You do? Yes. Benito, we've got to tighten the booking policy for this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know we got a self-certified <laughs> lunatic on. Anyway. <laughs> but by lunatic, do you mean you love the moon? I do. Yes. Oh, so, yeah. you, oh, you sound disappointed. No, 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 that's nice. I like that. Oh, I feel yeah. safe again. Cheers. <laughs> you love the moon. That's why you're a yeah, lunatic. I'll drink, I'll drink to that. Yeah. <laughs> genuinely both drinking now. <laughs> 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 Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today's episode of Off Menu is sponsored by Aura. James, are you ready to win Mother's Day? I am, Ed. I want to cement my reputation as the best gift giver in the family. I want to give my mom an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. May I say, James, I absolutely love the class and elegance with which you use the word mom, because this is for US listeners. All of your moms deserve a good 
or a digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. Yeah, I think your mum's going to love looking back on your childhood memories, seeing what you're up to today, seeing what you were up to back in the day, and even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating mum's frame with new photos, so it's the gift that keeps on giving, James. Ed, answer me this. Who is the best gift giver in your life? Hmm, um, I'd probably say uh, my wife is a very good gift giver. Not that <gasps> my mom is not a fantastic gift giver, but yes. my wife's very good at little surprise things. She says, I've only got you a few things, and then there'll be little little surprises, things that we've seen throughout the rest of the year. I'll say to my wife, I like that, and then I forget about it, and then on the day, there's some lovely little gifts there for me that remind us of the year that we've just spent together. Oh, if you like being reminded of stuff, may I suggest photographs? That's a very good point, James. I think we should get ourselves an Aura digital picture frame and put some of our wedding photos on them. Right now, Ed, Aura has a great deal for Mom's Day, Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com. Use code OFFMENU at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Let's move on to your main course. Yes. And so this I found quite troubling because I was thinking, you know, in this fantastic restaurant, this wonderful location, what would I like to eat? Mm. And I came up with, well, it was almost a combination of a sort of a Christmas dinner or just a Sunday roast. Yeah. Uh And I don't know why, but that just really appealed. And I don't know if it's just now. I mean, maybe ask me next week, it'll be something different. uh, And it's a Sunday roast. I I started with a roast pork. Mm. So it's not too fatty, but it's got the crackling on. And not the chewy crackling, because that just hurts my teeth. But, you know, the the crisp stuff with the fat removed. And then, yes, and then the roast pork, which is sort of moist with applesauce. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to sort of skirt around the side at the moment because I want to do something separate for that but uh-huh. yeah with apple sauce and the roasted potatoes yep. and roasted parsnips and then maybe sort of, uh, unfortunately Brussels sprouts my daughter mm. and I really love Brussels sprouts lovely We'd, oh yeah see I don't know many people who do if you do them right you know yeah. they're absolutely delicious Actually, yeah with a few lardons and things like yeah. that roast chestnuts mm. yeah 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 <laughs> very good nice and crispy yes. roast good ones yeah so that's what I was thinking of. yeah it's sort of yeah quite a sizable plate you know with this all piled on oh but actually, the piece de resistance yes. uh, is the Yorkshire pudding. Uh-huh, yes. Yes, and so this is sort of the, the non-dairy. So it could all delicious. be served in a massive Yorkshire pudding, oh, if I was, if I was yes. concerned. Uh, I love it. Because the thing is, as uh, um, using sort of a, the non-dairy milks, I can't make Yorkshire. I used to make fantastic Yorkshire puddings. You know? yeah. They'd fluff up in the oven. They'd come out and they'd hardly sink at all. And you know, oh, sort of, yes. I'd eat them. Yes. But I can't do it. Because with non-dairy milk, there's something in the cow's milk enables the Yorkshire mm. and so they come out sort of little flat pancakes now and it's just so disappointing Sad, yeah but you two want a big dairy Yorkshire pudding yes big enough to have the whole roast, yeah, the roast in. Yeah. inside so I can you know, chip away at the corners and sort of you know oh, yes absolutely brilliant that's taken no. out no real estate on the plate because it is the plate well this is what I'm going to say normally <laughs> normally I have a go at people who pick Yorkshire puddings because I think they take up too much real estate on the plate but if it is the plate that's that's a great loophole. Oh, you got you got yeah. you, 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 you yeah. Under yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. the wire. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I'm I'm enjoying actually how Dr. Mackey's quite at odds with you, Ed. Yes. Loves Yorkshire well, puddings. Doesn't like cheese, cheese boards. Cheese board, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know. But if it's a big Yorkshire pudding, I completely understand that. It's the would it be fair to call the big Yorkshire pudding the black hole of the roast dinner? Mm. Ooh, Is yeah. Swallowing up all the others. Yeah, everything yes. gets sucked in. Yes. You can probably yeah. get a lot more in one of those black holes than you think you can, right? <laughs> 
Surely. Ooh. Is that true? And think of the gravy. Because you could really go, you yeah. go oh, high because yeah. you've got a, a lip now. Would you do that? Would you just pour it until it's full to the brim with gravy? Ooh, got... No, no. I, I want to. Uh, I thought you were asking, would you put gravy in a black hole? <laughs> and what would Actually, happen? <laughs> would you put gravy in a black hole? Well, all I know is if you did put gravy in a black hole, like everything else, it would get spaghettified. Spaghettified? I must, I must love that. Two questions. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> and what would happen if you put spaghetti in a black hole? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. Okay, so spaghettification is actually a, a scientific term. Wow. But what happens is um, with spaghettification, because a black hole, the gravity is so strong, the gravity at your head and the gravity at your toes would be significantly different. Uh -huh. So as you fall into the black hole, you get strung out into a string of spaghetti. Whoa. What the? Yes, but uh, and if you ask about spaghetti going into a black hole, spaghetti is already spaghetti, but I guess yeah. it gets just e more elongated. It wouldn't turn into a different shape of pasta. No, mm. <laughs> it'll bite on. We'll get penified. <laughs> penified. <laughs> oh, look, that black hole's <laughs> I need to say that very carefully. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's exciting. I, I reckon if you put spaghetti in a black hole, it wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> we'll just sort of throw it, it would go to spaghettify it and then go, what the fuck? And then it would oh, it cease to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cannot compute. That'd be it. It would just suck all the sauce, sauce off and spit the spaghetti back out. <laughs> yeah. Take the spaghetti back. I got enough. <laughs> <laughs> who, who would you most like to be spaghettified? What human being who's alive right now? Oh, no, no. Actually, oh, actually, I, I don't. I'm going to go. I'm the high moral ground. Say, so I can't think of anyone. It would be an awful death. Awful. It would be an awful death. I'll give you three options. Brian Cox is. Quite tall and thin, anyway. Isn't he's he? tall and thin, anyway. He well, kind of so already looks be, like he's been spaghetti. Yeah, so, so, so therefore he'd be rejected from the black hole. So therefore he'd be saved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. May he would get rejected. I maybe guess. he has already been in one. I reckon he has. Yeah. I reckon if you look at uh, old D Ream footage, yeah. he actually looks completely different because he hasn't <laughs> been spaghettified yet. And then he got he got really into science after D Ream. Yeah. And looked at, he looked at a black hole and spaghettified him. And then he came back. <laughs> and and wanted to understand what had happened. Yes. That's, and that's why he got into it. That's how yeah. he was able to reinvent himself because <laughs> people didn't recognise him from D Ream because he'd been spaghettified. So it sounds lovely. Yeah. You said like uh, earlier, look, it was a cross between a Christmas dinner and roast dinner, but it feels yes. just like a Sunday roast. It doesn't feel very Christmassy. Well, yeah, you see, um, cause I think that's because you haven't met the um, the, <laughs> the rogue element, the pigs in blankets. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You see, pigs, pigs in blankets. Oh, see, I must admit, I'm one of those people that do eat pigs in blankets not at Christmas. Yeah. Because why just save them for Christmas? They're exactly. good. So, also, yes. it's like people eat sausage and bacon all year round. <laughs> why yes. aren't they thinking, I'm going to wrap that bad boy around that and bad boy? I, yeah. Quite. Yeah. So, yes. So, yeah, just a few of those within the giant Yorkshire. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. Limited gravy. I don't want it full, but, you know, sort of like, Rice gravy, but yeah, they're in there too. Yeah, you got to have it in there. And see, and the Brussels sprouts too. So it's you know reminiscent of a Christmas dinner. Yes. Yeah, I guess it is quite Christmassy. Again, you know, didn't expect you know scientists could come on and choose a, a Christmas-related thing. That's very, that's very Ooh. science that meets religion once again well, in see, this podcast. Yeah, but you see, I was brought up when I was growing up. My father thought I was going to be a nun because I was really religiously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I went to sort of 13 different schools, but some of them were sort of Catholic, some of them Church of England. So I, I like to you know, spread the joy. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was brought up really religiously. Right. And, and I don't see necessarily a clash between a science and religion. Yeah. Uh, and I go out and look to lots of schools and speak to kids. And um, they say, you know, sort of a, how does the Big Bang fit in with, um, you know, the fact that, you know, creation was the seven days. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, when did day and night come in? Because before that, you know, a day could have been billions of years so yeah and, and oh. i think it's i like harmony <laughs> well that's nice yeah 
also, bit of harmony on the podcast. Quite often religions used to explain science uh, back yes. in the day, right? Oh, so, uh, yes. Yeah. Explain things what? we don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Didn't expect this from Ed. Yes. What, what do you mean? You go wiser than I thought. I'm a man of science. <laughs> wow. Man of science. I'm really. You saw him with those numbers <laughs> yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. 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 You heard about the Jolloff tray. <laughs> wow. I guess the Jolloff tray should have uh, tipped me off. <laughs> Your dream side dish then is that oh, going to yes. be Christmassy? Is that going to be no, roast dinnery? No, it's and it's quite quite weird. I think it's called a tomato consomme. Right. Because I had something like this once and only once in my life. And mm. a friend had taken us to a really expensive restaurant. And someone, there was sort of like, it was like tomato soup on the menu. And we're thinking, well, yeah, that's a bit cheap. Yeah. And I tasted it and it blew my taste buds. Because well. it likes sort of just slightly coloured water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you taste it, the explosion of tomato was mm. fantastic. And also it was, actually, this was before the dairy allergy, but, but it was creamy tomato yeah. in a liquid that was clear. And I don't understand how they got that flavour. Yeah, it's it, it's amazing that sort of thing because it's like they've got the very essence of yes. of tomato. You had something like that on your dream menu for the 100th episode. There was like a tomato dish that had like that on it, right? Well, kind of. Yeah, it was tomato done loads of different ways. Oh. But um, weirdly, last night I was talking to someone who was saying about what your they went to Owlis, a restaurant, and, and they got an uh, a bloody Owlis, which was like a Owlis Bloody Mary. But that was clear. Mm. Right, yes. And they said it just tastes exactly like a Bloody Mary. Wow. Yes, and yet and, it's clear. Uh, yeah, <laughs> had a little leaf of basil in it. And, was, and they thought they bought me the wrong drink. <laughs> yes, you just take this back. It doesn't look bloody at all. <laughs> but they said it was delicious. So, yeah, so like, it's just yeah. Mary, really, isn't it? It really is just Mary. <laughs> see, I said this. Yeah. <laughs> I, said, I, I said this last night. I said, that's just Mary. And they all just went, okay, so uh, yeah, <laughs> yesterday I was really like, like, where the hell's This is Ed? why, and I've, I've said this before, Maggie, this is why we shouldn't hang out with anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> It should just be me and James because we understand each other and yeah. the world's not ready. Yeah. Yes. It's got to that point now where we're just basically thinking differently worded versions of the same thoughts. <laughs> yes. Actually, I do that with my daughter and it's yeah. creepy. Yeah. We actually come to the same conclusions at exactly the same time. Oh. We and should have some vodka. Yeah, the vodka. Yes. She's going to kill me for that. She yeah. Is. Yeah. I was about to say that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say he was ready. That's why I had to get in there real quick. I was like, he's going to get there before me in the vodka joke. The race of the vodka joke now. I think this is lovely as well because it like you've, you've had the jollof rice plantain full roast dinner in a in a Yorkshire pudding. The consomme might act as quite a nice sort of palate cleanser. Yeah, and the mousse bouche. That's yeah, what I was thinking. Yeah. So I was because it was side, but I thought you know perhaps I could you know. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, sort of yeah because it's slightly acidic. You clean the palate. Yeah. Uh, ready for the next. Yes. So I, I like Sounds that. Delicious. Uh, and also, so when you like when you had it for the first time, yeah. do you immediately try and figure out how they've done it? And you're, you're starting to be brain because okay, Whoa. how have they done this? <laughs> yes. Uh, and, and how can I do it at home? Right, yeah. But yeah, yeah. And it's sort of, yeah, so how did they get you? Yeah, because as you say, it is like the essence of something, yeah. the very best of it mm-hmm. in a glass. And so how have they, what process have they gone through? And I think it's something pretty complicated. Yeah. But um, uh, yes, but, uh, the fact that they can do that, I, I do want to know. And I do, I, that's what I do with food. I analyse it. So I'm like, oh. That crackling was very good. You know, yeah. I wonder what temperature they're on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're straight to temperatures, <laughs> <No>. methods. <laughs> I know, temperatures, pressures. That's what I get a lot of videos of crackling <laughs> on the internet <laughs> because of my algorithm. Yeah. And uh, Your algorithm? My, yeah. my algorithm pitches me stuff it thinks I might oh, like and a yes. lot of it's pork. <laughs> and I get a lot of videos of, I think they do it in Chinese kitchens a lot, where they'll cook the pork and then the skin is like, there's no crackling on it whatsoever. Oh, yes. But the pork is cooked. Mm. And then they get, 
like oil that's super hot and they just ladle it over the top and the whole thing puffs up wow. oh, into see. amazing yes. crackling. Yes, yes. Oh. So, um, short, sharp shock. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and the temperature change it just yeah. expands everything out. Yeah. Ooh, I haven't tried that. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it looks dangerous. It looks pretty dangerous. Yes, I guess yeah. you need an industrial kitchen yes, or something. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the person who came up with that, would you call them a scientist? Oh, yes. In fact, I'll call most chefs scientists. Yeah. Mm. I think there's an inner scientist in everyone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And my job is to bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do that. You do a lot, as you say, with your visits to schools and stuff. So how long have you been doing that for now? Mm. Going to schools and like talking to kids about science? Yeah, about 18 years. That's long enough now that some of them. Might, yes. Have you seen them have like proper jobs in uh, and then you catch up with them after yeah. you'd seen them when they were a little kid? Yes. Actually, well, sometimes it's usually... Usually when I'm arguing with my daughter, Louie, put down the vodka! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone come up and say, oh, Maggie. <laughs> um, yeah, you came to my school when I was a kid. And now I, I studied physics and now I'm going on and doing something else. Wow. And I, my, my biggest question is, um, are you enjoying it? Because my biggest fear is that they didn't actually want to do it and I thought somehow you coax them into it. Yeah. Like, I hate this job. Why did she talk to me? Think you've ruined their life. <laughs> yes. Because it, it's it's um, scary having an influence like that. Mm -hmm. But it's also wonderful. It takes so far. It's all, actually, there was one girl who said, yeah, hi, you came to my school and after that I started doing A-level physics but I didn't like it so I gave it up. I'm so sorry. Don't be sorry. <laughs> yes. Just do what you love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gave us some options. Yeah. There's like to explore it went not for me. Your dream drink then, and you kind of already mm. had. So you've had the consomme. Is it a bit drinky? Bit drinky. Oh yes, yes, Fair true. To say. So yes. Oh, we see. So um, so this isn't just a drink that goes through the meal. This is a sort of a no. It can no, be. no, no. It can be. Oh, yeah. Okay. It can be however you want it to be. Yes. It can go all the way through the meal. You can just have it once and savor it. Ooh. Whatever you like. Actually, it's a bit like. You were saying when you were talking about digging up the bottles, um, I have a, a, a something about prosecco. Yeah. And um, there was a sign at my daughter's school saying it's prosecco and cheese. And so prosecco, that's the stuff Mum loves. <laughs> loves, <laughs> loves. She yeah, loves that. Loves, yeah. Drinks it every morning. <laughs> she doesn't like the cheese though. Yeah. 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 Skip the cheese, just the prosecco. Yeah. She hates cheese. Yeah. But I was thinking it's sort of a nice prosecco to sort of you know. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I said I, I won't take fizzy water, but prosecco somehow. Yeah. <laughs> somehow yeah. no burping. No. Now, now we're burping all the way to Mars. <laughs> yeah, but um, actually, it was one of the things about the water as well. I, I like still water, but I like it really cold. Mm. And the prosecco not quite so cold because you want the flavours. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I think yes. I think uh, maybe at this time, you know, I've sort of settled. I'm probably pretty full by now. Yeah, but yeah. Sort of uh, like prosecco, just sort of again. Sort I of think like, prosecco. Yeah, throughout the meal as well. Yes. You get, I think it's perfect. Yeah. But see, I, can't, I couldn't work out why not champagne. Why not? Uh, because yeah, this is your know, unlimited. I could have you know. I don't know. Do you, you like know, it though? Do you like champagne Champ as much? Not as nice. I, I think it's basically champagne for special occasions. But a meal like this, mm. I think I might prefer prosecco. Yeah. Prosecco would be great with like the spice of the jollof yes. as well. Yes, yeah. yes, that will uh, match it well. I yeah. Think. <laughs> when you say special occasions, has there ever been anything you've been involved with in work, scientific breakthroughs where you've popped out the champagne? There's a really large telescope. Um, <laughs> not the, the, the very large telescope, but there is the James Webb Space Telescope, JWST, largest space telescopes ever built. Mirror uh, of the telescope, which is the bit that gathers the radiation is a 6.5 meters so and sort of 10,000 scientists across the world worked on it and I was one of them oh. and um, it was launched on Christmas 2021 I think and the thing is it was horribly late horribly over budget and it was launching and we thought oh so sometimes launches go horribly wrong and it launched and it was successful and so yes Christmas <laughs> day it's good excuse it yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good you worked on the biggest telescope in the world yeah, the biggest space telescope ever, yeah. Man, I'm surprised you didn't lead with that straight away. <laughs>
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Most humble person I've ever met. Yeah. Just sit here, let us let's chat nonsense about dark matter being evil. That you're there in the back of your mind. Oh, no, that should have been the answer to Poppadoms or bread. I made the biggest space <laughs> telescope in the world. Just get it out. Why are you asking me Poppadoms or bread? I made the biggest space telescope in the world. Yeah. When you, how long did that take then? Oh, actually, from that's the problem. It was horribly late. So I think so. It's meant to take fourteen years, but actually, sort of took about twenty. So Did you work on the whole thing? No, no. So, um, um, Do you, are you imagining Maggie building this by hand? <laughs> sort of Just there. working on it for twenty years. Yeah. So breathing away. Yeah. yeah. Polishing the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, because um, with it, it's uh, uh, the telescope itself with the mirror. Yeah. And actually, that was quite clever because it was so big. They had to actually unfold it in space, and then it had something called a heat shield underneath, which is like sheets of, of plastic again but um they're about the size of a tennis court and it all had to fold up really small so it could get inside the rocket and then it's launched and it sits 1.5 million kilometers away from earth wow and it looks in deep dark space because it's picking it's not an optical telescope it doesn't look at visible light it looks at heat energy yeah. so it looks deep into dark space and sort of picks up radiation that way so you've got the telescope itself which gathers the the light for want of a better word but also you get instruments and i worked on two of the instruments the near spec the near infrared spectrometer and a miri the mid infrared in mid infrared spectrometer i think miri Anyway, yeah. yes, but these two instruments on board. And um, so I probably worked on them for about five, six years. And then you sort of you do your stuff, and you make your units, it all goes together. And then eventually it gets launched. But yeah, it was nerve wracking. because yeah. it's so, And yet 10,000 scientists. Mm. But it's lovely to be in a team like that of people across the world. But if there's 10,000 of you, are you being like, please don't let the Miri be the thing that breaks? Yeah. I know. Oh, please yes. don't. What if it's my one? Yeah. What yes. if it's yeah, my yeah, thing? But, and also, because often it's sort of you're just a subsystem for one of the instruments. Yeah. And you're always worried that it's sort of, Oh, oh no, there's sort of something stopped working. It seems to be this. It's <laughs> just shrinked out. Imagine everyone having to sign a birthday card for someone on the team. Yes. <laughs> it's Pocock's birthday. Let's <laughs> <laughs> sign this. The card's fucking bigger than the mirror. <laughs> it's going around. It would have to fly from place to place as well. <laughs> i tell you what, Maggie. I didn't think of that one. <laughs> oh, and that made me laugh. Oh, oh. So, yeah, you, you, Sometimes it gets me with something I... <laughs> Go out, I'll, I'll, spring that deep in the dark. I wasn't there at all. I was, I, I, I was in serious mode thinking about this telescope. Yeah, bad luck. Someone was doing their job. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God Edward's there to pick up the slack. I'm there thinking seriously about a telescope. That's fair thinking for like 10,000 comedians had to work together on something. Yeah. Wouldn't oh, it happen. But comedians. Are, Fringe. <laughs> yeah, look at, look at that mess. But the, Comedians, you think, so sharp and so witty, and, and, mm. and just, that's that spontaneous. Not all of us. <laughs> Not all of us, Doctor Maggie, and uh, those of us who are are very selective about when we actually do that, when, when, when we choose to employ those skills. <laughs> yes. I don't think if, if, if you see two, two comics try and write a script together, yes. that script's never getting handed in. Uh. Any time, any time I see a sitcom is written by two comedians, I think, well, well done. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Well done for doing that well together, but, but guys. Was there someone holding them together as they went yeah, off in yeah. different directions? There must have been. I always think one of you wrote it. One of you wrote yes, it. Yes, yeah. and one, someone else just yeah, put a yeah. T in there. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's and, good and the other one's more famous. That's how it works. We arrive at Dream Dessert. Yes. Very exciting for me uh, as a as a sweet tooth boy. Oh, yes. And, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm in good hands. You, you poo-pooed the cheese board yeah. already. So oh, yes, yeah, that, that's, that's yeah, gone. We're fine. <laughs> yes. And so, uh, actually, 
this is a very specific dessert. Mm -hmm. And um, because of dairy allergy, one of the things I really miss is lemon meringue pie. Oh, yeah. But not just any lemon meringue pie. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was working out in the telescopes in Chile, I used to sort of spend um, um, day and night on the telescopes. And so I was um, installing a, a, um, an instrument there, um, something called BHROS, Bench Mounted High Resolution Optical Spectrograph. It just yeah. took the telescope light and then stretched it into rainbow colours so we could analyse the light. But I was there on my own, living in a little bungalow on top of a mountain. And so I'd go to the telescope during the day and sort of work on it. And then I'd sort of come home at night. But once a week, I'd go down to sea level, uh, off the mountain, down to sea level. And I'd stay there for one night. And I'd go to the supermarket and get supplies and take them back up to the bungalow the next day. And there was this wonderful supermarket in this a town called La Serena and there they had the ultimate lemon meringue pie and I, I don't know have you ever been to Costco, Costco? I don't ever been in one yeah so they, in, in Costco they do these really sort of you know, about oh gosh yeah, about 30 centimetres in diameter because everything's massive in Costco yeah, right? that's you have it. to buy like 400 rolls of toilet paper that's it because yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, don't do the, they don't do the individual yeah. and so yeah. they, they do these massive cakes and it's about that size about yeah. 30 centimetres across mm. and it was a lemon meringue pie and I'll take one up for the week and you know, sort of work through it and then yeah. get back but the thing is it was just so lovely and it was just a treat because you know, if you've been working all day on the telescope and you were tired you'd come back have a glass of Chilean champagne yeah. yet toast the moon as a lunatic <laughs> and have a piece of lemon meringue pie so it's this very specific lemon meringue pie and I didn't realise I went on about it quite so much but my daughter who's 13 yeah. I, I went to this telescope 20 years ago my daughter's 13 and we were going we we're going out to these telescope and she said oh yes we need to go to the telescope and get the lemon meringue <laughs> because obviously I have just bigged it up yeah and so yes that's what I'd like a slice of that lemon meringue pie that's such a lovely story yeah and are you saying you haven't been back there yet no I'm, I'm, we're going there next month. I think it'll be there. What if it's not there? The lemon meringue pie. <laughs> well, the thing is, even if it is, I can't eat it because it will have dairy in it. Oh, yeah. But, um, but I can do it again. So, Laurie, have another slice. No, Mum, I'm full. Go and eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to see her yeah. enjoying it. Yes. Man, that's really lovely. Oh. There's just to be like working on the telescope, go down to sea level, get your lemon meringue pie, <laughs> yeah. bring it up for the week, toast the moon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> eat the pie, yeah. toast the moon. <laughs> Eat the pie, toast the moon. When the moon hits your eye like a lemon meringue pie. <laughs> that's some more. Yes. That's, that's really nice. And uh, would you have anything with the lemon meringue pie in those days? Or was it just the, yeah, the champagne? So, oh, yeah, actually, just the champagne, really. Because I was thinking sort of creams or stuff like that. But You don't no, need it, do you? No. It's all there in a lemon meringue pie. That's it. Yeah. That, that, totally mm. agree. Because you've got the tart lemon, you've got the fluffy meringue, you've got the, yeah, the pie base. How big is the meringue on top of the lemon? Is mm. it like a massive? chunk of meringue that really high or is it quite shallow well actually no um so i, I think the lemon to meringue ratio was about 50 50 right so yeah and so yeah. and i don't like it because sometimes you can get too much lemon as well yeah because mm -hmm. that sort of overwhelms everything but yeah, it was about you know, 50 50 and, so, yeah. and the, the meringue stood up to the lemons so. here's, a question. Like. here's a question i've just been thinking about it yes where's the dairy in the lemon meringue pie so um i think it could be in the base could be yeah, mm. so, well, it depends on how you make. Uh, so, I guess butter might have to go in the yeah, base, Yeah, so, and right? if you're making a really good yeah. pastry, I think yeah. it's, it's butter. Yeah. And so, um, uh, so but you, you can make it without. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and I, I do make pastry sort of with margarine and things like that, or butter substitutes. And then I think uh, in the lemon, I don't mm. know if you'd actually there's dairy. Yeah, in I'm that. trying to I'm trying to think it through whether I think you could make a very good dairy-free lemon meringue pie. You know. Right, yes. I reckon you could. Because the egg, egg, you're all right with eggs. Egg, eggs are fine, yes. I regularly have an argument as to whether eggs is dairy. Uh, what? 
is eggs dairy. You regularly have an argument. With, uh, yeah, with my wife. <laughs> oh. Ed's wife is a dummy. <laughs> no, 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 no. But what do you think? Is eggs dairy? No. I am very opinionated on this. Yeah. I think eggs is dairy. What are you Why? on about? <laughs> it's it's cal- a cheese board all over again. Just when we were bonding on the party. Eggs, eggs so, is so, dairy. so Charlie is saying they're not. I actually can't remember which side I'm on. <laughs> as a man remember. of science. No, yes. You can't remember what side you're on. I'm not quite sure why I'm arguing. Yeah. <laughs> is a cow laying an egg, Ed? No. I can't believe I'm having to but, say this to you. Hang on, but do you Maggie. think all dairy has to come from cows? Ha <laughs> ha. Well, okay. Ha <laughs> ha. Okay. A so, sheep, a goat, none of them are laying eggs. No. But also, I don't think sheep or goats is actually dairy. I think dairy is cow. It's, mm. it's not beef. Goat milk? Could you have goat milk, man? I don't know. Every so often. I buy Benito, it. go and get some goat milk. <laughs> We're so doing often, an experiment. <laughs> every so often I buy it and I put it in the fridge. It's like a oh, vegan right. cheese. Yeah. And I buy mm. it and I think, oh, yeah, but it looks like cheese and it looks like milk. And I find it physically hard to eat it because I know the effect yeah. it could potentially have on me. It's probably not a risk worth taking, is it? No, and it should be a risk where I can sort of, yeah, I've got you know, the EpiPen and the, all yeah. the uh, antihistamines ready to go. Yeah. But physically, it's, and it seems weird because it's 13 years since I've had this allergy. But I look at it and I think, I just can't. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, the lemon meringue pie, we can all agree, sounds delicious. Yes, but like, I think we're letting you off the hook here for saying chickens and uh, laying eggs <laughs> well, and, no, and that's dairy. I do, but I can't remember if I think that. Can't <laughs> believe, no, no, you can't you, remember you, if you, you think you, that or you, not. You're going to flip it. Even, like, even worse. Yeah, my wife Charlie says. later. <laughs> even Check worse. what she thinks, and then I think the opposite. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Which is broadly the position I take. Yes. A, well, on most things. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> great relationship. Yeah. It's <laughs> well, a friction. I mean, it's a Yeah, fr- yeah, yeah. you gotta, you got to keep things spicy, right? Yeah. Sure. Just disagree the whole rice, time. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dr. Maggie, before we read your menu back to you, uh, I think it's nice that, uh, you know, you are a woman of science, but very, very upbeat and positive. Yes. Oh. And we live in times where we're very scared at the minute. There's uh, loads of stuff going on that's terrifying. We've touched on, uh, you know, people starting to say aliens exist. We've got AI coming for us. Yeah. We've got the climate crisis. How do you how do you stay upbeat when you know so much? Oh, you save a good question for the end. Yes, <laughs> so sit back and think about this yeah. one. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about farts. I mean, what's yeah. this? <laughs> I feel like you got this the wrong way around, James. So I said that at the top. Yes. But then, you know, but everyone's heard the podcast. They've heard how upbeat Doctor Maggie is. Yeah. Oh, actually, and also, positive. if you, it, I would have been in a different mindset if you'd started with that. Yeah. But see, I, I think I can stay positive because I go out and see a lot of kids, mm-hmm. and I speak to them, and uh, I hear about them, and I can see what they do. And we do have a hell of a lot of challenges, and all the ones you've mentioned, and more as well. But I think we can do it. I think when we work together, we can achieve the seemingly impossible. It's a, it's a tagline, but I think it's true. Yeah, when we collaborate, but also when we collaborate together. And I think there are silos, you know, scientists over here, you know, creatives over there, things like that. It's all it's all part of the same thing. And when we sort of pick and mix and sort of move around and work together, that's when I think we get results. And I think that the world is in good hands. I think the kids are going to sort of <laughs> right some of the wrongs that, uh, mm. that some of us adults have committed. So um, I can't believe I didn't save a wish to stop the climate crisis. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, giving people dairy allergies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That was my, your wish. my dairy allergy, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, no. Man. See, if you'd started with that at the top, you might have, you yeah. might have gone yeah. a different way. I'll make sure not. you don't have eggs. <laughs> I'll avoid eggs. Easter I, th- eggs. I think. Easter eggs. I think you're thinking of Easter eggs. Uh, I'll read your menu back to you now, see how you feel about it. Uh, water. Really cold, still water. Pop of bread. Crusty bread with salted butter. Loads of salted butter. 
start a jollof rice with dodo. Dodo? Dodo. Dodo. <laughs> Main course, roast pork with crackling, apple sauce, roast potatoes, parsnips, Brussels sprouts, pigs in blankets, loads of gravy, all inside a giant Yorkshire pudding. Side dish, tomato consomme. Drink, Prosecco. Dessert, lemon meringue pie from near... La Serena? Oh, yeah, La Serena. <laughs> in Chile with a glass of Chilean champagne to toast the moon. That's lovely. That's lovely. a good menu. Actually, yeah. Thank you for enabling me to participate in that because actually yeah. reading yeah. it back, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sounds pretty delicious, right? Yeah. You'd hope you'd feel like that because you've just said it all. I know. Yeah, so, actually, can I just change yeah. that? <laughs> also, we've just had um, a little surprise for you. We've also had your daughter's menu sent in to us. We want her to do a menu. Do you want to read that? So, do you want to read yeah, that? Yeah, I've had it texted to me during this. <laughs> yeah. Water, of course. Vodka. <laughs> Looks like Pop water. of bread, vodka. Start, of course, vodka. Uh, yeah, it goes on like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> Is there more vodka? She chooses the lemon ramp pie at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but with vodka. Yeah. <laughs> Toasting the moon with the vodka. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to the Dream Restaurant, Maggie. Thank you. It's been so much fun. Thank, Thank you, Dr. You. Maggie. <laughs> to the moon. To the moon. To the moon. There we are, James. You know what? We learned a lot about science and space from Dr. Maggie, but I felt like we also taught her some things about science and space. We did, and that's what every great scientist should be open to. Yes. Is learning Correct. from their fellow human beings. And thank the Lord, uh, if the Lord does exist up there in space, that Maggie did not pick Milky Way magic stars. Yes, thank you, Dr. Maggie, for not picking Milky Way magic stars and for sharing so much about your life and science and food, family... A delightful guest. Uh, and you should get Maggie's book, which is coming out on November 2nd, The Sky at Night, The Art of Stargazing, My Essential Guide to Navigating the Night Sky. If you are an amateur stargazer and you want, you want to know a little bit more about it, yes, this is the book for you. And uh, someone from Penguin Random House came in and uh, Morgana. Yes. Shout out to Morgana. Shout out to Morgana. And, uh, and said that um, last time when we promoted one of their books, because it was out on Ebury Press, I sang a song about Ebury Press. Yes. Of Corston Press. Yeah. I can't remember the song. No. Do you want to give it another go? E to the B to the U to the R to the Y, because it's E-Berry Press. Brilliant. Because uh, Morgana was saying that they considered putting your song as a reel yeah. on the uh, on Ebury Press's Instagram. Yeah. So now you've got two songs. So you have a whole album by the time... Of course the press come. used my song? No, I don't think so. That's mind-blowing, man. Yeah. What's going on with that? Ebury Press to the rescue, I think. Yeah, yeah. Looks like I'm drinking Ebury Press from now on. <laughs> Uh, get my book, Glutton. Uh, I'd love you to get it. I'm also on tour next year. Hot Diggity Dog is the Hot name of the diggity tour. Hot Diggity Dog! Tickets yeah. available on edgamble.co.uk. And uh, the great Benito is also having a nice time. Yes, he is. Thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Keep looking up at the stars. Toasting the moon. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, it's Rob Orton here. Now, I've got a podcast called the Rob Orton Daily Podcast. It's a short poem or story or a musing on a particular subject every single day. What if you commissioned Picasso to paint your house and you just painted it white? Would you be annoyed? Wouldn't it be good if you could pour Miracle Grow onto other things, such as pizzas? Have you ever thought about what a beach might be like if it was made from digestive biscuits? Have you ever tried to cry about something you're not thinking about? If you would like to listen to a daily podcast that includes subjects I've mentioned there, then please listen to the Rob Orton Daily Podcast.